0: Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there. Welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake.
1: I'm Alice Sullivan.
0: And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to cover chapters one and two of The Shadow Rising, the first chapters. Yeah, there's only two
2: chapters, which doesn't sound like very much, but there's a whole lot going on. These are serious chapters. Yeah. So previously we had a reunion tour in Tyr. Uh, Matt rescued 90s detective agency. So they did the obvious thing and just like took a dump all over him. It was, like real mean <laughs> to him. Uh, then Matt proceeded to murder pretty much the entire ruling class of tier. While Moraine insta-gibbed the main boss, fight
0: the whole book like just in one shot. It was that was yeah. it, you know. And he's like she's her player turns the DM is like what I rolled a critical. <laughs> I got the backstab. He was like.
3: God fucking damn it. You
0: know
2: how long I has been riding this stupid boss? Uh, Then Rand has like a Benny Hill chase scene with Balsamon uh, ending with a wizard duel and he definitely killed Balsamon this time. Like, 100%. There's no way. Uh, Oh wait, but he's probably not the Dark One. That's the other thing, right? We found out Balsamon but probably just a different guy. Just another dude. Another
1: yeah. Forsaken. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I feel like there's like a moving target happening here, and I feel really bad for Rand because he keeps <laughs> killing this damn guy, and
0: they're like, oh no, sorry, that's not the one that it you were was, supposed to... It took him three books to kill this one Forsaken three times. It's going to take him all forever to kill the Dark One.
1: <laughs> well, that's why there's like 40 books in the series, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Also, we have a quintessentially Matt scene where he's simultaneously pledging his like fealty and support while he's like thinking to himself about it, he's super gonna bail <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. like yeah man I'm gonna really I'm, I'm in it forever he's like where is the door no okay no we're totally gonna do this we're gonna kill the dark one alright let's see how much money do I have <laughs> so that was uh, that was Matt and
0: that's basically where the, the last book left off and we're mm-hmm. I guess yeah. we are picking up right there right Rand has taken over Tyr the he's stone of the... Tyr and yeah. he is now the dragon reborn he's proclaimed himself again <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause he's done that before Mm-hmm. Right? Like in the begin, like at the end of the last book, he
2: declared it. Yeah, himself- I think it's
0: like an off Broadway, Broadway yeah. thing. I think the first proclamation was in Almuth Plain. It's kind of like nobody really pays attention except real <laughs> dragon nerds. Yeah, yeah. But this is tier. This is the big show.
2: You know? Yeah, this uh, is mainstream. Okay, so now, so now they're like, okay, no, for real this time, I guess he must be like a real dragon, not one of those false ones.
0: Yeah. So I think we should start by uh, judging this book the best way there is to judge a book. By, oh, it's, by cover. its cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot going on here, right? I,
1: there is. I was really excited because it looks like we see a Tinker's Caravan, which have been described to us many times as being incredibly gaudy. and So I was excited to see it. It was yeah. not nearly as tacky as I thought it was going to be the way they go on about it. I,
0: I imagine the Daryl Sweet who drew these, like that's a... Tacky as he could make it, He was just trying, <laughs> trying. Yeah, like, he's like, what, like maybe like an upholstery pattern,
2: like on a, sh- on a crappy couch, like that's what he's going for here. Like some... <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I was hoping for some brighter colors. No, it looks like a nice wagon. I'd ride around in that. But they're road tripping in a place that looks, I guess, like the Entity Plateau, sort of. I don't know. Hmm. So I, I, I yeah, I, I
0: suppose we'll find out. And I believe that's got to be Rand and Matt. Yeah, I believe so. Uh,
1: yeah, Matt has the has the arrows
0: right and yeah. the bow.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, because that's what he does. And yeah. I guess Rand has got another sword now. I know, didn't his last sword melt or something? No, when he, dad still has,
1: he still has the Heron Mark sword, doesn't he? No,
2: it melted when he
0: stuck it in the devil. One uh. <laughs> no, the first time he killed him. Wait, no, the, the second, second time, time he killed
1: <laughs> But yeah, I think that's Rand looking very flamboyant there with a mug of something and a headband and a green cloak thrown jauntily over his shoulder. hmm And his riding boots.
0: <laughs> Who is this lady at the fire? Moraine gotta be right I mean would Moraine go out with that haircut
1: her her 80s floof
0: yeah like that, that I, I was thinking it doesn't
2: look anything perm. like any of the Moraines we've seen so far it looks just like Celine
0: from the Great Hunt but she's dressed like Moraine like Moraine always wears that blue right yeah. I that's true, yeah. But would Moraine be, like, serving herself from the fire? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Can we smell her? Because I know Celine smells really good. <laughs> right. So sure. can we talk about all these tiny, tiny little people who are off in the background? On the front, that. there's somebody who looks like they have horns? Is
0: that a trolloc? Is that like... I guess he, it's
1: got to be a trolloc, right? His
0: theme is that he puts trollocs sneaking up all the time?
1: I guess. And it's then on the cool. back, there's... I don't even know what's going on there.
0: Maybe there's just more people, part of their party, hanging out on the alien-looking overhang. Yeah. All right. Chapter one. Seeds of Shadow. The icon of the Wheel of Time. Art <laughs> <Our> clip art. Wheel <laughs> yeah. <World> of Time <laughs> <laughs> clip art. Placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self-practice later. Just never got around kind of to it. So I've read it so many times with this intro with the the Wheel of Time weaves and ages coming past. is never... That never gets old for me. I love yeah.
3: it.
2: I love how he intertwines it into this story. Like, the, it starts the same, but it always ends... With, like, an introduction to, like, the scenery of where they're located. I think that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's always, it always leads to a wind, and the wind goes and ruffles somebody's hair, who goes and then does something plot-related. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so this wind flies into tar and we get uh, probably the most tar description we've ever gotten. Uh, all about the city and, and the people there and their relationship to the White Tower. And we have a scene of the petitioners coming to the White Tower, which apparently they can do. Competition, the Aes Sedai for healing or whatever, divining.
2: Yeah, uh, they, they, they tell us something interesting that I don't think I've ever... I don't remember reading before, is that uh, every woman has the right to, to speak to the Amnon Seat. Or I
1: thought like that. that was super cool. Yeah,
2: and that's, that's interesting. I don't think we've ever heard that before, but, it, you know, it's...
1: I think it's one of those things that... I think they say that not a lot of people know that, but that is a right that they have. Mm-hmm. So, know your rights, people of this world. Uh, Yeah,
0: Min's in there with her, like, pocket constitution saying, I have the right.
1: (laughs) And it starts with Min. I know.
2: We get a Min chapter right from the beginning. It makes me very happy. Yeah, that's a good... You know, there's
0: good stuff and bad stuff in this min-section.
1: Here, yeah. yeah. So. Can I just say, though, that this is this is the fourth book in the series, and this is my favorite intro so far. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I guess last book I got burned a little bit because I felt like the first few chapters were just catching us back up, and it was super repetitive. But, like, he just throws us right in here with all these new interesting things happening, and we he doesn't immediately dive into... Um, Naive detective agency, which I'm a <laughs> tiny bit tired of burned out on. Right. So. Yeah.
0: There's, yeah. You're right. He weaves in the recap stuff, the reminders of what has happened before, a lot more gracefully than he did before. Yeah, yeah th- well said. It's definitely still
2: here, but this is by far the least boring recap that yeah. we've, we've <laughs> had up to this point, which is great. I mean, like,
0: we're seeing him improve as an author,
2: I assume. I mean, I
0: like. Maybe by book four, he was confident that people were going to have read the previous books. Well, he still puts it in there though. <laughs> yeah, but just... I mean, if there was 2 or 3 years in between these books, I remember waiting like when I was younger waiting for the next book to come out it took years and it was it was awful, right? When you're a teenager, 2 years is like 40 years when you're my age. That's true. <laughs> it takes forever. Okay. You need some, a little bit of reminder because you didn't just read the book. Hmm. So, it's good. So, yeah, Min is sneaking into the White Tower and pretending to be a petitioner to insisting on meeting the Amrilen seat, but she gives her name as Elmindra.
2: Apparently that's what her parents named her because <laughs> they hate her or something. <laughs>
1: because,
2: because that is an awful name. But you know. name. Yeah. And
1: it's a terrible character, too. It's a girl. F- it's Elminderda. They named her after, a, I think, a car- a woman from a song,
2: was it? Mm. Yeah. Or a song or a story, which
0: they're kind of interchangeable in this.
1: Yeah, shoot.
0: Yeah, a, a woman who's a... The damsel in distress guy. Uh, yeah, thing. who is like laying back and sighing and and wrapping men around her finger and that kind of thing. Yeah, which is definitely not what men wants to be.
1: Yeah,
2: Min's uh, and we, we we one of my favorite part about Min chapters are her visions and men they're
0: in overdrive as oh, she's yeah. like sitting here
2: watching people walking around.
0: Yeah, she sees a lot because she they she finally per, with persistence gets shown in to see the Emerald Seat and all the Sedai have visions of death and injury and captivity and bad stuff around them.
1: It's creepy. It's really scary.
0: Yeah. And she doesn't know what it means except she knows it's all going to happen on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. And she, um, I think she even sees someone
2: with one of the silver collars, which as we know is a hallmark of our
0: least favorite villains. (laughs) Yeah. The Sean Chan.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the see petitioners, do they heal people all the time?
2: I mean, I, I, there, isn't there one group of the Aes Sedai who that's kind of their deal? Is the, so, do, do
0: people not die of easily treatable illnesses in Tarvalon?
1: I guess, I guess not. not.
0: I mean... You'd think that would generate a lot of goodwill, right? I, I would want to have an Aes Sedai branch in my city.
2: Yeah. Well, in, in Tarvalon, people really do appreciate the Aes Sedai, right? Like, there, there's a, there's a, a, a an air of fear, for sure, but, but mm-hmm. it's more reverent than, than hate, hateful, as it is everywhere else.
0: Yeah, we, it didn't say, but I wonder how... M- how much good do the Aes Sedai actually do for these people? Because mm-hmm. they, they have the ability to do lots of good. That's true.
1: I mean, they contribute to the economy, right?
0: <laughs> they do. It's true.
1: Yeah.
2: But, but Aes Sedai who aren't in Tarvalon generally don't seem as if they involve
0: themselves in com- with common folk that often. Maybe just th- yeah. out of uh, lim- question, limited yeah.
2: resources, you know?
0: Well, most of the Aes Sedai we've met are, are blue Aja, which means they go out in the world and... and try and do good works. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know if the other Aes sitting in the tower are, are interested in, in these short-lived peasants anyway.
1: Well, I wonder, too, about how good they are at healing, like the Browns, you know, the, these scholars, how good are they at actually performing magic?
0: Yeah. So uh, Min sees all these visions as she's heading to see the Amaralyn seat in the tower. Uh, and I just wanted to point out... Her description of the warders that she sees in the hallways. Uh-huh. Men who moved like hunting wolves, their swords only an afterthought to their deadliness. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's fantastic. Yes. Pure badass. Even when they're just like going to the bathroom. <laughs> she has an encounter with Gawain outside yeah. the Amaralyn study. Who immediately
2: like flips on her and just <laughs> sends her in a panic, kind of, right? Does he? He's a little, a little bit, he's like, oh, you know they've never... Where are they? And then she's like, they were supposed to be here. You know, she's like... Oh, yeah. He worries her pretty...
0: They, they detective agency. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for Gwin because it is his job and his, like, oath that he swore as a baby to protect Elaine. And she keeps vanishing. Well, maybe if he would, you know, just be cool, like, bring him along, you know? He seems pretty cool. Yeah. And he seems... There have been several situations when Gwen would have been great to have her around, you know? Why? Well, like the old gut hit with rocks by bandits and captured thing. That's true. Would have been really good to have Gwyn around. Would he have been a lot more useful than magic? Uh, Well, theoretically, a professional fighting man Uh would not have gotten ganked so easily. (laughs) I mean, if you get hit in the head with a rock, you get hit in the head with a rock, right? (laughs) And they they still needed to get rescued by Matt. That's true. So Gwyn could have done that, except he didn't, because he didn't know where they were. Yeah. So Min finally gets to see Suan Sanche and tells her all about the visions and about Rand and his taking over Tyr and everything. And, and Swan Sanche basically says, well, I'll just have to find a way to prevent those visions from coming true. But it doesn't work that way. No. Nobody ever believes Min, but once she sees it, it's definitely going to happen.
1: She's like Cassandra.
0: And then uh, Swan Sanche puts Min onto the Black Asha hunt. Nin, yeah. who's not even like a magic user, she's <sighs> I not know. even like
2: part of the White Tower. She has, she is. I mean, she's got some really useful skills as far as like identifying information. But if it came to a Black Aja member encountering her and knowing her for what she was, she'd be dead, right? I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. She's got no. She's got yeah. no
2: skills to deal with that kind of problem.
1: I am mm. really curious about her powers, though, because they've told us several times that her visions are not connected to the One Power. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's and curious.
2: And, and no one seems to have any idea. Like, she, she mentions that a couple of Browns study her uh, for a little bit and are unable to figure out why she can do what she can do. And there doesn't seem to be a record of anyone who can do what she can do, which is interesting. Because, you know, most of the things that we encounter, even Perrin's unusual stuff, is stuff that there's a record of that, they, mm-hmm. that they've encountered before, that they've seen in, in ages past.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I'm sorry, I actually wanted to talk about the vision that she saw of Gawain, because I thought yeah. this was really interesting. Um, so there, his face was a bloody mask. More, a sword floated above his head and a banner waved behind it. The long-hilted sword, like those most warders used, had a heron engraved on its slightly curved blade, symbol of a blade master. and men could not say whether it belonged to Gawain or threatened him. The banner bore Gawain's sigil of the charging white boar, but on a field of green rather than the red of Andor.
2: To me, that means that Gaw- Gawin is going to se- separate from Andor or something. You know, he's going to become his own thing. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. He, he's training. He's really he's training very hard with in the sword with uh, with uh, I can't remember the name of the blade master that they have, the Warder Blade Master, but Hamar. Uh, Hamar, (laughs) which is, you know, not a sword, but that's okay. He's he's training really hard with Hamar, and uh, Min even mentions that he's begun to move like a warder a little bit, like the way he walks. Mm -hmm. He has that same grace, murderous grace, which actually I wanted to mention because uh, it occurs to me that we we hear a lot of people describe the way that warders move, um, and I wonder if that's a result of their sword training because at one point there's a chapter where Rand is... Describing that uh, Lan told him to walk in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's a sword form. It's like something like proud cat I walking or something like that. Cat yeah. crosses the courtyard. Yeah, yes. I wonder if that cat crosses the courtyard is just the way that warders walk all the time or something, you know? <laughs> They're always in sword form. All the time. Yeah. They're ready for a sword fight. Exactly. Yeah, so someone so, so from the outside without well, sword training just sees it
0: as warders walking funny, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder. I, I know all this stuff about men being forced to be femme is supposed to be funny. But I don't find it very funny. It's, I, I find it really irritating. And in fact, Gwen has a, he
2: says something like, "Oh, you ought to wear dresses more often." Mm-hmm. As soon as he sees her, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I just get the impression the men must be really tired of hearing that, you know, because like, yeah, it's it's, I if if nothing else, it makes you less likely to want to dress in a certain way if people like constantly comment about it, you know. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and but we also need to point out that her final vision she sees is Swan Sanche lying on the floor naked. <laughs>
2: And Swan mm-hmm. kind of takes it in stride. She's <laughs> like, oh, maybe I'm going to take a lover. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think that's what it means. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting that Swan, well, Min, I guess, trusts Swan for one reason or another. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure she should, but she tells her more or less everything that she's saying. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I have to say, though, that when she tells Swan, Swan says, there's no time for winking at the men when you're busy bailing the boat. I counted the number of fish <laughs> reference, fish whatever yeah, references yeah. she makes. Oh, yeah, I have it.
2: Hot and heavy, yeah, <laughs> laying it on thick.
1: Yes, we had seven of them in the in these four pages, I think. <laughs> so.
2: that's amazing. I love Swan. Yeah, and I think Swan also uh, makes
0: comments about Min's change in appearance. As yeah, well. yeah. <sighs> I was like, oh, come Get on, over people, it. back off! Like yeah. all of these people know. That men prefers to to wear men's clothes. Um, so. So, yeah. So she, she has her chat with Swan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. And Swan blows her off and says, well, now I'm going to make. You're going to have to dress as a girl. Uh, and you're going to be Elmendreda. And you're going to be my spy. This is.
2: Yeah. This is kind of awful, right? Like, this this is. She hates this name. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, nope. now that's
0: your name. Right, deal with it. I think it's supposed to be funny. Yeah,
1: but that's really insensitive, especially because later on, I think it was in the same chapter, maybe the following chapter. They go on about how or how uh, evil the Shanchen are for, especially by not calling these people by their their name. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. the demand <laughs> they call them by diminutive names that they make up. Oh yeah,
0: that's and a good Swan's
1: kind of doing the exact same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and then of course, but we also have the boy talk. How men's in love with Rand.
0: Oh yeah, because that's gets,
1: definitely relevant.
0: Yeah, she keeps thinking about yeah. it Super all important. the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, and Swan even brings it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Look, so. I know you're still in love with that guy. She's like, God, sleep alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, did, I mean, I buy that she's prophesied to to fall in love with him eventually. So sure. She's obsessed with him, but I don't know why she's actually feeling lovey-dovey feelings toward him right now because she's only met him like twice.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I could see there being more like a fascination with his, because she talks. About, I think I think she talks about how she looks at him. She's like, I don't know why I would fall in love with this guy. I know I'm going to fall in love with this guy, but like, doesn't seem like does yeah, yeah. not my type. You know, mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of yeah. She's like, <laughs> I like old guys who are sophisticated, like Tom Marilyn. That's my <laughs> type. <laughs> Lots of people like Tom Marilyn. That yeah, guy does he, really he well. Does to be a lot of people's type. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Uh, meanwhile, outside is... Yes,
0: is Elida. Boo, hiss. Wait, okay, so
2: I yeah, know we that we don't like this. her, but she we, we don't know if she's evil per se, right? Like, she's probably she, not Black Aja.
0: I think she's not. I think it is implied in this chapter right here that she's not. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I have it written down, starting to feel more sympathetic towards Elida. Is she really evil? Because it says... So Elida's freaked out about the idea that the Dark One is going to break free, and she's explaining why she needs to stop S- Swan. Sanche. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and her thought is that the tower needs to remain strong and it can't because they need to be able to keep the nations to stand together and Randolph Thor is gonna destroy the nation. So yeah. she's got a good purpose at yeah.
0: heart. Yeah, she doesn't know that he is the dragon reborn. Yeah. She thinks that Moraine and Swan Sanchez are running him. Like a false and they're just doing really bad thing by 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 doing this.
1: Yeah, and breaking up nations rather than bringing everybody together.
0: Yeah, it's because Swan is not telling people what she's doing. Sure, she didn't like build political consensus for this. Right, and I think at some point she like thinks, "Oh man, the the, the last battle. Oh, that's so scary." Like you know, which is what something a dark friend wouldn't think, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think a dark friend would probably still think that, right? Like, well, they they'd be more like. You know, I, we hasten the Great Lord's return. Or <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, I, I got the impression from this that she's not Black Aja, but... I don't know. She's very judgy. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but the thing is, she's Red Aja, and mm-hmm. she's doing... But she's got a reason behind it. It's not, oh, I hate men. It's, we need to stop men who can channel, like, possibly ran from destroying places. Like, she's mm-hmm. got... A legit purpose. Yeah, it's true. And I think it'd be, I think it'd be doing her a disservice to be like, oh, she just hates men. Yeah, which is how he, some, Robert Jordan, sometimes characterizes the Red. Aja, That's a good unfortunately.
0: point. So yes, she's uh, she's on to Swan and Moraine doing something with Randall Thor, and she's plotting against them. Yeah. And she uh, even does
2: make the connection that he is likely to be a channeler, which is something that most people don't know outside of. Yeah, places.
0: Yeah, people. have yeah, places that he is destroyed with lightning. <laughs> right. Uh, but we also get a little bit more information that her foretelling, which she has the foretelling with a capital F, uh, she knows that the Endor and royal line is key to defeating the Dark One in the last battle, mm-hmm. and this this is why it bothers her so much that Elaine keeps disappearing because of Moraine and Swan Sanchez's plots. Right. Because she thinks that's that means Elaine, and she could be
2: right. Yeah, I cannot get behind Elida. Like, don't get me wrong. I it's great to learn that she's not evil, but she's still like a little bit like she's one of those people who is like a means to an end kind of person. You know, like I'm going to kill all these people because it's the right thing to do, even though it's really not the right thing to do. You know?
1: Maybe I'm I'm keeping an open mind about her. I'm I'm reassessing my personal my. Previous beliefs about her, um, yeah. so she's ta- So she talks to Alviarin, one of the White Aja. Mm-hmm. Is she just like trying to get them over to her side and yeah, fight think, against yeah, a Swan? What, what
0: we're seeing here is she's building a faction. Yeah, okay. this, this is plotting. This is a uh,
2: politics.
1: Sure, I think it's interesting that she that she started with a White Aja because apparently the White Aja historically have butted heads with the Red.
2: It's true, but but the White Aja are also the Cold, rational Yeah. one. So, if she brings a strong case to the White odds, they're more likely to change
1: sides, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah, and like you pointed out earlier, she does seem to have a pretty strong case, given yeah. what they know. Totally. Yeah. So, that's what's going on with Elida. But meanwhile, Dane Bornhold is marching into the two rivers. <sighs> we couldn't just with, get away from the White Cloaks, Go I wait. know, I hate these guys. Freaking They are the worst. And so, now they're in two rivers, which is bad. Yeah, they're they're crossing into two rivers, and they've they got a bunch of children of light with them, and they have Ordeath, who is Pad and Fane, a.k.a. What's his other name? Mordeth. 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 Yeah. yeah <laughs> not, More it's death. not much of a stretch there. Uh, and the Ordeith is very... Evil, right? Yeah. And Dane is super angry at Perrin, still. He blames Perrin for the death of his, his father. His yeah. daddy. For, through a really tenuous connection.
2: Ordia is, like, clearly insane. Like, at some points he's literally frothing at the mouth yeah. while he's talking. Yeah, he changes accents as he speaks. Mid-sentence, right? That's yeah. Right.
1: Which, I, I actually thought that was hilarious how much that disturbs Bornhold. I think they say it twice. That <laughs> the changing accents really disturbs him, which... It's true. Like, if you heard somebody like that, you'd be like, either this guy's a total fake, or this is fucked up, you or, know?
0: Or this person's being played by an American actor whose British accent keeps living. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably how they're going to handle it in the TV series, right? <laughs> <That's> right. Probably, <laughs> probably. No, no, no. Don't go to those linguistics classes. <laughs>
2: Just do a really bad You're accent. It's perfect. <gasps> yeah, the, the white cloaks are also... Uh... Being rude to the traveling folk, too.
1: Yeah, and here's the worst mm-hmm. part. Not only are they being awful to the traveling folk, they kill their dogs. I
2: know. Yeah. Like For no
1: reason. Yeah. He know,
2: he's like, I know they're probably
0: not dangerous, but
1: eh. He I just know. Them they mm-hmm. just murder the doggies.
0: Yeah, it's really sad. It yeah. is. While I was typing my cloaks. And Ordeith apparently killed some of the traveling folk to interrogate them or whatever. Did he? It's unclear. I cause... think he was
2: setting them free on purpose. Oh, yeah? Yeah, my my read is that he... Because he wants Rand to come there. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole point of this is he wants people to know that the White Cloaks are fucking with the Two Rivers because he wants Rand to come there.
0: Yeah, you're right. This is... Mordeth does seem to have this plan over and over where like I'm going to get Rand to come here and then Rand's going to come here and crush everybody and then I'm going to run away and make him come somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am not sure like, like he doesn't seem to have like a
2: really rational long game here, <laughs> but he's just, he just he knows he wants Rand to come where he is.
1: Do you think his accent is changing because he's kind of possessed?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's more than one person yeah. inside the Patton Fate's body now. Cuz yeah. Mordeth
2: is is a is a thing, is a person sort of. And yeah. I think that Patton Fane has been possessed by Mordeth. I think they mentioned uh, back in the first book, I think, that Mordeth is sort of viral a bit. Yeah, like well, like Mordeth was a person. But his personality could be or his, the, yeah, his personality, self can be transmitted yeah. through items.
0: And, I and think it's so. unclear what he is. Like, nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I also want to point out that Dane Bornhold mentions that they're talking to the Terran fairy folk, and the Terran fairy folk... Are scared of them, but say that those people down south are the dark friend kind. Which well, is exactly what the people like, of Emmonsfield would say about the Terrence Fairy like, right? I know you don't like the people in the town over, but
2: don't tell the White Cloaks that they're dark friends. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, like, they kind of hate each other, right? That's, yeah, that, a, that's
0: vicious. They probably believe that. <laughs> so, uh, that's what happens there. So we cut to High Lady Suroth. Oh no, still Shang-Chen around are back to yes. nice. Yeah, they she's regrouped the armies and ships that were scattered by the Heroes of Legend. Uh,
2: I forget is it do we know uh do we know her? Have we met her before or is she a new yes. character?
0: Yes. She the one that was the dark friend that received Egwene and Elaine in the trap that Leandrin set up. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and I I, I remember because I because she has all her servants with her and she's like I sure do love serving the great lord don't you and like all her servants were standing there and I was like what the heck like they, she can say that but uh, I guess the Shanshan have such control over their servants that they can do that sort of thing
1: yeah know? it feels a little pornographic to me this scene like they talk about how uh-huh. they have yeah the all the all the women and the men who are just crouching around waiting to serve and they're all wearing their sheer clothing because she mm-hmm. finds their their clean lines of their limbs and to be pleasing
3: mm-hmm
1: and then, yeah. And then there's some other women. She walks into another room, and there's three women there waiting as she'd left them, two kneeling and one lying prostrate on the floor.
0: Yeah, it's it's all power with these people.
1: It's weird. It's well, very weird.
2: The the, the shotchan definitely have like a like a BDSM kind of like yeah, that's what I, think, I meant. Not this...
1: pornographic, but yeah, BDSM. Yeah,
0: yeah it's there's, it's there's all about this, like... dominance and submission. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it is kind of pornographic. Well, to my mind, I don't I don't know if this maybe some culture that that Robert Jordan is referencing, but the the idea that the servants they pick only youthful servants with attractive bodies and they make them wear sheer clothing. Yeah. It's not like the Shunchen don't seem to go around porking the servants. They just like they enjoy the beauty of, of a, a young body.
2: Yeah. They they do have this obsession with aesthetic beauty, right? Yeah. Cuz cuz they're they're um the way they structure their their rooms is very intentional. They have like these screens that they set up. They remove all the the existing furniture because they want something that's like neat and like pleasing, and yeah. soothing, I guess.
0: Yeah. So Surath is there, and she's she's now the leader of the Hyline, the which are the group of for, the forerunners, the I think forerunners, so. yeah, right. that, that came to Randland, and they and. Uh, She's plotting against Brand because, of course, she is. Yeah. I,
1: I kept flashing to you guys. Remember that awful show we used to watch, Spartacus: Blood Sand? And yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that, right. I just kept I thinking show.
1: back to that. It really
0: did. <laughs> okay, no right, everybody's just naked for no reason. Yeah, like, Lucy
1: Lawless. Like they
0: they've got like this nice the, the the screen is always framed with like there's some boobs in one quarter of the screen. <laughs> yes, it's like, that's that totally time that. what I kept thinking. And occasionally, about. a big dong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess it is kind of like that.
2: And they they talk about this this
0: secret and it,
2: are they talking about the the what they've learned about the Daman and the
0: I believe so. Yeah. Okay. She's saying this is a secret that is extremely dangerous and and could bring down the whole empire or whatever. Right. And I think it's the Demani uh that the fact that the Suldam who control the Demani can be controlled themselves. Because mm-hmm. they're, the, ch- they're all they're all channels. Right. So but, but hopefully, she hopefully that brings down the Shanshan Empire and they collapse into civil war, and we never have to hear about them anymore.
1: That would be, <laughs> that would be nice. That'd
0: be fantastic. So, yeah. oh, she mentions how important
2: the uh, the Suldam, oh, I'm sorry, Demane are to uh, Shanshan's culture. Though it's interesting right. that she identifies that. She's like, if they didn't, if they didn't exist,
0: we wouldn't be able to do a lot of things we do. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and they bring up, they bring back Pura, who's one of the Sedai. and I couldn't remember was that Leandrin?
0: No, Leander never got caught. Okay, it, this is just one of the other random Isidai that that happened to get caught. Okay, is very sad. Yeah.
1: yeah, I remember she was in one of the previous books, but I didn't know if she was somebody we knew the other name of.
0: Yeah,
2: and it's interesting that uh, as they're questioning her, you can see how she's doing her Isidai trick. Mm-hmm. Like she's not lying, but she's not telling the, the truth either. Yeah, even though true. she's even though they're they're torturing her. Yeah. with yeah. The, the collar. It's it, yeah. I, I've got. I guess we've gotten pretty good at the identifying when they're doing that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's right you never trust an Aes (laughs) Sedai the the truth she tells you is not the truth you think it is and you never stick your hand in a beehive what is it you also do with an angry Aes Sedai
1: a man will cut off his own hand to get rid of a splinter before asking help from Aes (laughs) Sedai there's a lot that happened in chapter one I'm curious why he put it all into one chapter instead of breaking it up because these are unusually long chapters
2: If he had broken each of these points of views generally into a a separate chapter, it might have actually fit within his standard chapter structure, right? Yeah,
0: maybe. But he would have had to come up with an icon for every one of them. That's true. (laughs) Oh,
1: so much work. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, I don't know. What's what's he saying with this? I think he's saying maybe, like, these characters are not important, but this whole what's going on, these are all, like, ripples and eddies and consequences of what's happened before. And this is... He's showing that the wider world is happening, and there's too much of it to get a grasp He's on. He's
2: setting the stage for future events, saying, yeah, the Sean are here, the white folks are here. Maybe. Uh,
1: or it could have just been an editing decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. I actually, I don't know if y'all's books are like this, but my books, like, they've gotten rid of the margins. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to cram in the, yeah. all the words. Our, oh our wow. margins are super narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, they, the editors are like, God, we got to find ways to fit more words. So that
1: might have been it. I mean, the more chapters you have, the more pages it's going to take out. More blank space.
2: Yeah, because this book is already 980 pages
1: long. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Chapter two. Whirlpools in the pattern. The icon of the dragon. Uh, And this is another chapter that switches from a bunch of different POVs. Uh, And these these are all kind of thematically connected, these little vignettes. Yeah. So we start with Perrin. And... uh, Perrin and Fail are arguing. I mean, they're getting along a little bit better, I
2: assume, since they started fucking or something, right?
0: Are they fucking? It's really hard to tell. I mean I mean they're arguing in a bedroom, which usually only happens when people fuck. <laughs>
2: They, they seem like they're sharing a, a room, and they definitely they definitely have admitted
0: affection for each other, and they're kissing and stuff, right? Yeah, so you'd think, but they're also they're young, and I don't know, maybe those divided skirts are hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, young people are especially like they start fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, left to their own devices. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: But the most important thing that happens here is that Perrin has grown a beard. Oh yeah, it's which like, he doesn't like. Welcome it's, to manhood. Yeah, he he doesn't like it, but she
2: likes it, so he's gonna keep it. He's like, oh, I might shave it off, but then
1: yeah, but, but she then she,
2: she's like, you
0: can shave it off if you want. I just think it looks good. She's like, yeah, I'm he's like, not shave okay, it off. Yeah. yeah. Which is that?
2: Yeah, that totally scams. Absolutely. Yep. That's yeah, what happened. Uh, yeah. At, at that age, I would probably have like tattooed my face if I thought it was going to late. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: Indeed.
1: And I just want to point out that it was when we when we start with when we move over to Perrin. It's the fourth sentence where he mentions her smell.
0: <laughs> nice. Just want to okay. put that out there. At counterpoint, he's got special super smelling. That's yeah. true. He's a wolf. Like, smell is important to
1: him. So do you think that, like, if she has to fart, she, like, has to run He knows. Else somewhere. It doesn't
0: matter how far
2: away she is. The smell is so <laughs> he good. He knows when
1: she's farting. She,
2: she doesn't know his powers. Like, she's been farting constantly. and <laughs> <Yes>. Assuming she's <laughs> yeah. getting away with he it. He smells
0: every fart in the Stone of Tear.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it such a good hunter. Yeah. Nice. yeah, he can identify the
0: difference between different people's farts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's Fails
1: fart. Yeah. So, fart. Well, I didn't know that she had beans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> every time he, he mentions something that smells, like I'm gonna, in my head I'm going to add, and farts. <laughs> he could smell the rose petals that were folded into her clothes. <laughs> and and, her farts. Farts, <laughs> and the farts, which are probably still lingering in her, in her clothes. Yeah, that like, stuff lingers. Yeah, well, they're arguing because Fail wants to leave. Right? Yeah. He's saying, Perrin, let's go leave.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And he's saying, well, why don't you just leave? And she's like, well, you want me to leave? And he's like, no. <laughs> uh, this is, this
2: is the, I, I know that these arguments are probably not necessarily unrealistic. few. They feel really inane to me because it's obvious that they both know what they want and they just need to, like, deal yeah, with it. just you know? make a decision.
1: Oh, and it's so stupid. She she says, oh, this is a fine mess you've put me in. And he says, me? What did I do? And she goes, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you, like, Fell in love. Just say it. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because men be stupid. Everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows
0: what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I love how we have the sentence, he wondered if he could make himself shout at her more often. Mm Because that's a healthy relationship. (sighs)
0: She really responds well to it.
1: Yeah. Apparently. (laughs) Come on. Like, this is an abusive relationship.
0: Also physically. Like,
2: she hits him a bit,
0: right? Yeah.
1: That's what I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) We're all grateful because... There's a magical attack. Whoa, which whoa, whoa. Cuts this argument Before short. that, though, we
2: have our most important recap. They recap the stupid hammer and axe. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> they 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 say it again. Oh, the hammer is heavier, but the axe it like feels feels heavier, heavier because you know, it's full of metaphors. Yeah. Of
3: the
1: <laughs> with the axe, he had dot dot dot. He scowled, not wanting to think about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like kill people. Yeah, that's it, right? That's the thing. And
2: then they take the metaphor one step further, and the axe literally starts attacking him. Yeah, the axe becomes sentient and and tries to chop them up. Yeah. Yeah. And.
1: After the cock crows.
2: Yes, a cock crows. Yeah. Which is apparently an omen of
0: death. I didn't know that. I mean, that sucks because isn't that what wakes you up in the morning? Yeah, everyone dies every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, someone's going to die today. Like every day. Yeah, so there's this huge axe fight. Well. Perrin fighting the axe. Yeah. And I don't know what the message of the scene is, but Fael is trying to help Perrin fight the axe, but she's actually just hindering him because the axe is attacking her to like get at him. Yeah. And so he has to shove her out of the room and slam the door behind her mm-hmm. before he can really fight the axe. Yeah. So is that Yeah, what what is the what is the intention? Is there is there a meaning here? Is it saying that Fael is going to prevent Perrin from being able to uh fight? Is, is well, he, is, is he just, is maybe
2: this just Robert Jordan's way of revealing that Perrin's feelings are so strong that he cares more about her than he cares about himself? Is that, maybe that's the point?
1: I think that's what he was trying to get at. And that, and also continuing to try to show Fail as uh, what he considers to be a strong woman. Someone mm. who's, who's eager for the fight.
0: Right. Yeah. But do you think he would say that she's, do you think Robert Jordan thinks that she's wrong to do this, to try and help? Yes. I would say so. I think Robert
2: Jordan thinks that she's, she, she, Robert Jordan is saying that she doesn't, I'm trying to think how to say this. She's not as strong as she thinks she is. I don't know. I think
1: it's kind of like how when you go on a date with a guy, like he, when the check comes for dinner, as a woman, you're supposed to be like, oh, let me help with that. And then the guy is like, no, no, I'll get it. And that's kind of like. You guys are looking at me with very now. No, that right happens now. to me all
2: the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: So like she had to make she it, it it had to look as though she was actually putting forth to to try and defend him and to try and help him, but it wasn't really gonna happen. Yeah.
0: You know, it's a thing that Hollywood movies do a lot where they they don't wanna have the, the woman be just useless and so you know, she jumps in and tries to help, but the bad guy slaps her, and then she falls down for the rest of the action scene. Yeah. The idea being, oh, she's she's got spunk and personality, but actually she's not nearly as effective as the man is.
1: Yeah, I had really mixed feelings about that, because first I was like, oh, that's awesome, she's trying to help. But then, like, by her not leaving, that actually created a lot more work for this poor guy. Yeah, yeah. that's the
0: point. She, I, th- It's a weird thing to me, because couldn't both of, them, both of them together have more strength and, and do better with the axe? You would think so.
1: I mean, but pretty, we know that her fighting style is she has knives. I don't know how helpful that would be, because it looks like this this axe fight required just brute strength. So it's yeah. a
0: brute, brute strength puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Roll strength stat. Yeah. Anyway, so Perrin eventually uh, buries the hatchet. <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the door. Yeah, in yeah. the door. And just leaves it there. And leaves it there. And says, well, it must be Rand that did that. Which is a pretty good supposition. Yeah. And so heads off to see him. So we cut to...
1: No, 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 no. We still have to talk about the final thing that happens in the scene, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So he opens the door and she's fine. But apparently if she had just been a few inches over, when the axe got buried in the door, it went through and it could have like killed her or whatever. Uh, So they make out a little bit. And then when he finds out, when she finds out he's fine, she slaps him.
0: That's right. Yeah. Which made
1: me really angry. I wrote, I hate you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> to, I assume to fight you.
1: Yeah, her full arm slap made his head ring like a hammer on an anvil. Like she, she beats him. Yeah, she hits him
2: real hard. And yeah. I guess the I this is I, again. I think this is supposed to be like. I think Robert Jordan probably sees this as funny, or as, as or maybe even as like a a, 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 a sign of affection. This is like a romantic scene. Oh, she cares so much that she hits him. But yeah, this to me was
0: uh, I, yeah. Awful. I think it's like a. I think it's meant to be cute, like a kitten scratching or kitten biting you. It's mm-hmm. meant to be cute, or yeah. is cute, because you know it can't actually hurt you. So they decided must be Rand. Rand's insane man magic that ha- made that happen. Uh, so they head off to see him, when yeah. his parent does. Yeah. So we cut to Matt. Who is gambling with a bunch of douchebags?
2: So at least he's graduated oh. to bilking lords instead of like poor fishermen. Yeah, stuff. this
0: is a this is a step up, right? They're yeah.
1: so douchey, though. Oh, these guys are so gross. They're all
0: Terran high lords. Yeah, and they're super uppity and just what's the word? Arrogant. Yeah, yeah. This this like I I can't tell
2: if Robert Jordan writes bro talk is. Awkwardly as he writes, like, girl talk, and that's what's happening here.
0: This is really <laughs> awkward to read. It's like, the way that, oh, I'm gonna get those ladies, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, get do- me a fisher girl, and but washer first, or whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, yeah. I, it's Does anybody like, ever talk like that? I
2: don't, I can't, I can't tell if it's because I don't hang out with, like, bros or something. Maybe this is, this is normal, but it, it feels weird
0: to me. I don't know. Locker room talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Matt is still trying and failing to leave. Uh, he he, he thinks he's leaving, but he's like, "Oh, I just gotta build these guys out of a few more ducats before I can go." Uh, yeah, there's an interesting observation where he talks, where Matt talks about
2: how when he was he lived in the Emmons Field, he had like certain ideas of what luxury was, and now like his tastes had gotten more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like this thing that I would have seen as like a fortune that would last me for my entire life is like not enough anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Oops going to get uh, some more money. But it's not entirely luck here. He talks about how his luck works better with dice, I guess, because they're pure randomness. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, some, the, the, the mood kind of dims around this poker table. They're playing chop which is, I guess is like poker or something. But it's got five he, suits. Yeah, but he, he starts like manipulating them with his fast talking. Mm-hmm. And this may be the very first time in the entire series that Matt's fast talking achieved his goal. <laughs> right? It worked. Yeah, I, I, I like this new
2: Matt a lot better. You know, but I remember back in the earlier books, I was giving you a hard time, Jeff, saying that Matt was your <laughs> favorite character because he sucked so bad earlier. Yeah. yeah. But like he's getting better. It's interesting seeing how Robert Jordan writes him now. Like... His mind is running really fast. Like there's whole pages of, of internal uh, monologue that happened yeah. in like between uh, like a card flip. Yeah, that's and, an like,
0: interesting observation.
2: Yeah. He, and he So he's able to like handle these situations in a really strategic way because he's thinking all these things and like making all these decisions while they're just in the middle of, like, a conversation.
1: And he also recognizes that these other guys are total D-bags, which gave him some yeah. bonus points to me. Yeah, yeah.
0: right? He, he, he's pretty explicit, like, that he doesn't like these guys. He's, yeah. he's gambling with them because he's robbing them, Yeah, with his gamble powers.
1: Yeah, which... and at one point he's, he even says something along the lines of, like, if you weren't, you know, because you're rich, you can do things like, oh, God. He has a moment where he talks about, the when they talk about, yeah, having sex with a... Fisher girls? Yeah, they start raping like
0: they start talking about how oh, something like, like peasant girls are are like crap, you know? Oh, it's because uh, Rand
2: is making it so that uh, lords can be brought before the magistrate. Oh, that's rent. right. Yeah and they're like, yeah. But then we can't rape girls
0: anymore. That's yeah, hmm. and, and the drunk guy is like, Yeah, we can't rape girls and we, we might like go on trial for our crimes. And the one of the guys who's not as drunk, like, remembers that Matt is a peasant, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And he like tries to slow the guy's roll, but it doesn't work. Huh. Anyway, yeah, like... there it
1: is. If he says it sarcastically. It would be a shame if you were tried and judged just for having your way with a fisherman's daughter, whatever she wanted, or for having some farmer beaten for splashing mud on your cloak.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and he's clearly like getting getting upset, and the yeah. the, the drunken lord is
0: not yeah. not catching on right. Yeah. But Matt calms them all down with a. Hilarious story about playing maiden's kiss with the IEL. Yeah, <laughs> this is this sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a weird story. I can't. I, can, I can't really tell where.
2: I, I I can't tell what the subtext is here. Like he talks about the fact that they're kissing him, uh, and if he does a, if he kisses them well, then the spear they let off the spears. If he kisses them badly, then they... yeah. So
0: the the game is they put their spears to his neck and they take turns kissing him. Right, and if he does a, if a good kiss, as judged by the maidens of the spear, then they stop. Putting their spears into him, I guess but they, the, they they ease off. But like, if you get bad kisses, the spears poke him.
1: I think once again, Robert Jordan was trying to be funny, and he just really missed. And then once again, if you switch the genders, if it was a bunch of guys holding kn- knives up to a girl's throat and forcing her, anything, like absolutely, what the heck?
0: Yeah, this is this is like he. Yeah, this is the 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 power inversion thing where it's funny when women. Have power over men. Mm-hmm. He, he, his, yeah, his right is full of this. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, but, uh but he mentions. I that think he doesn't except, get- except for the power dynamic part, this is actually kind of a funny story, right?
1: I don't think the game itself is funny. I think that Rurark fucking with him is yes, funny. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's something it do, would do to another guy.
0: And because Rurark is like. We, we haven't met him that much, but he doesn't make any jokes. Mm-mm. He's like real button-down badass guy, but he'd be like this weird prank on Matt.
1: I think the IEL have a very dry eh, sense of humor.
0: Right. And if somebody gets hurt, that's really funny. Yeah. Classic, man. We,
1: we get some we get some good old-fashioned racism here. They're calling – one of the bro, dude bros calls them savages, ignorant savages who live in caves.
0: Yeah. These these guys don't get that they were conquered by these people, you know? No. Like they're, they're living in denial still. Yep. And then a cock crows. Yes. Ooh, an omen of death. And uh, I guess so the axe attacks parents so the cards attack Matt. Yeah, this is this is fun. Like the thing that
2: they they love or the thing that is like iconic for them or something mm-hmm. turns on yeah. them.
0: So the people on the cards painted on them come alive and grow up to human size although they're still Thin like cards and start fighting Matt. This
1: I found a, this so creepy. Yeah, this creepy. is a
0: bizarre scene. It, mm-hmm. It's all happening in slow motion. It's very cinematic, though. I, I, yeah.
1: I could actually
2: see
0: this as a scene in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Young Sherlock Holmes? Uh, this no, reminded see. me very strongly of a scene where a, a. It's actually the first fully CGI character that was ever in a movie. Uh-huh. Uh, it's movies from like late 80s. But the uh, stained glass window, a character jumps off the stained glass window and walks after somebody and chases them.
1: Oh, that's creepy. It's really creepy. And it's cool the way this scene starts, too. Mm -hmm. The cock crows, and he looks down at his cards, and the Omerlin card, who had a flame before, was replaced by a knife, and then she plunges the knife into the back of his hand, and then it starts growing. That was so cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The card got him, Yeah, and it shows that he can, you know, this is real, it could cut him.
1: It was so creepy.
0: Uh, And he he, feels his
2: luck taking hold, which is is always fun, right? that's (laughs) That's when shit's about to get really weird.
0: Yeah. And and he uh, well he defeats them with throwing daggers,
2: yeah, he, in like an instant. Yeah, like yeah. as he's falling backwards in his chair, he materializes four
0: daggers and pins all these cards to the wall. Yeah, right through the the heart of the card. Yeah, and then and then like time resumes again,
1: and, and everybody pretends that nothing just yeah, happened. But,
0: and but the the cards are all pinned to the wall, but they're like small again now. Yeah, just pinned with his daggers. That's and pretty cool. That's really cool. Very cinematic. Yeah. You just see, like whoa.
1: I have to say, I don't know if this is a worthwhile point to even make or not, but it was nice that Matt was like, yes, that just happened. Because I feel like a lot of times we've gotten ram seeing things and he hasn't known whether what's happened actually did happen. So Mm -hmm. it was nice to...
0: Right, yes. Yeah. So the game is ruined. Even more than that story about raping Fisher girls or whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Way to destroy the party.
0: And so Matt's mad at Rand. Yeah. Clearly, this is probably something Rand did. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Rand. And so we cut to Rand, and uh, Rand is doing what he does best: having spooky Rand dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is this is actually kind of iconic, right? All these three main characters are doing like their most iconic thing. Yeah. <laughs> is arguing with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Matt's gambling. And Rand is dreaming. Yep. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: Having a spooky dream.
1: He's having sex dreams first. You know, uh, yeah.
2: even in his dreams, Rand kind of sucks, right? Like, like <laughs> it's like, hey, sexy boy, let's do some sexy time things. And he's like, oh, I don't know, guys. I <laughs> feel <laughs> a little weird about this. No, I don't
0: want to have a two she, two-some like, <laughs> Oh, a threesome. A <laughs> she's, <like, laughs>
2: she's like taking <laughs> off her clothes. He's like, no, I shouldn't look. He's like, like You're why in are, are you taking off
0: your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: your dream, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: If there's any place it's okay to look, it's in your dreams, dude.
0: Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, yeah, he, he's the, totally the, the what's the word? He's the downer in the skinny-dripping dream. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's not Iguane. it's Min and Elaine, specifically, that he's yeah. having sex dreams
2: about. Well, and I, and I think Min mentions that there's, like, something, there's some prophecy there about them, right? Yeah.
0: I, I don't, does Rand know about that yet? Probably no. not.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's, like, you know, his fate knows about it. You know,
0: he's got a personality that's not him, I guess. Sort <laughs> right, like yeah. But uh, he also has some other dreams about like Moraine trying to put a harness around his neck, which yeah. is pretty straightforward. Yeah. I no, I don't get him. it. I don't understand the symbolism. <laughs> so, sex dreams. Yeah, it's still, it's still a sex dream. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> but he wakes up and uh, sex Has a reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's pretty damn aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, the, the first of my end, this politician has snuck into his room yeah. in, in like sexy clothes.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: and he and was, then he was proceeds to by... take off the sexy clothes and has sexier clothes underneath. <laughs> that's, that's
0: exactly what happens. Yes. She's like, these sexy clothes aren't working. I better try my other set. <laughs> but he, yeah, he greets her by leaping out of bed and conjuring a flame of sword and, and lighting all the fires in the room. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, you should have expected that to happen.
1: So dumb, though. He says, my lady, why would I summon you at this time of night? And she laughs. And then suddenly he took in her clinging garb as if for the first time and felt himself go red all over again. She can't mean dot, dot, dot. Can she? Light. I've never said two words to her before. Be dumber. (laughs) It's like,
2: dude, I think this is. Pretty straightforward here. Yeah, like, I yeah, know... Right. Why are you in my bedchambers? Why aren't you wearing any clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand.
1: Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, I know... Maybe we young... should talk during the daytime. Guys, I know young guys can be oblivious, but, like, come on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this is pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah, she wants to make a sexy pass at Rand.
1: <laughs> It is pretty hilarious, though. So she takes off her her robe, right? And then she's wearing a night a sexy nighty underneath. It says, um, it exposed a considerable expanse of pale bosom. He found himself wondering distantly what held it up. And I was like, yeah, I wonder what it is. Like, is she wearing a strapless bra? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was thinking about that.
2: Yeah, what is holding that bosom up? Yeah, I imagine I it's one of those things where there's like a little bit of like uh, like elastic at the top that's like kind of holding just mm-hmm. the to top. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, or maybe like tight. a
1: bustier or something. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe too. Yeah, like for Lopez but, uh, or, He's
0: talking know. about the top staying up, right? Yeah,
1: I guess. I just thought that was that'd be a weird thing to be wondering about.
0: <laughs> I, well, okay, do they have bras in this
2: world? Does they they mentioned small clothes, and I think that's about as close as they go to talk. Yeah. about it,
1: so. I mean, you gotta have something, like, especially with Nynaeve's enormous bosom. <laughs> she's <laughs> gotta have something. To her, holding
0: her comically up. large <laughs> She's like, yes, we will get to Nynaeve's breast soon enough, but she's not in this scene. Beryl breast breasts in this scene. And Rand is like, well, I, I can't marry you. I'm promised to somebody else. Oh, and she's like, God. I'm not talking about marriage, dude.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> right? I'm not here with a ring. I'm just here. Let's yeah. do this thing. Yeah, I know.
0: But... Uh, but before Rand's cock can grow, uh, <laughs> another cock grows, uh, an omen of death. And we get—I think this is the creepiest one yet—the mirror Rand. Yeah, the mirror Rand. All the mirrors, uh, and the mirror reflection of Rand comes out of the mirrors and start fighting him.
2: And they seem to be draining his essence as they do so. There's this, this yeah, weird thing when they where... touch
0: him; he's like cold. It makes him cold. Yeah, and he he becomes convinced that if. If one of these other rands wins, it'll absorb him and all the other rands, and that'll just be him. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not so bad, right? Yeah, it's. He'll like, I mean, have his memories and everything, so
2: right. To,
1: yeah, it's, well, it his be, be fine him, then, right? My question was, do we know it was him? Jack, that's is a great survived? question,
0: right? Yeah, because no. he, he eventually he sword fights him for a while, but then he just grapples him because he realizes he has to absorb them. Or and, do they, they and a bunch him? of them just follow fall down in a pile, and then one of them gets up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's super creepy. The
2: yeah, there's kind of an Evil Dead thing happening here. There's even some smaller wrens that come out of the broken shards
0: of mirror. Yeah, and they stab him in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is a scene from Evil Dead. Right. So after this crazy scene, Barrelane is no longer in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that and the, the flaming sword didn't kill her mood and the, the,
2: <laughs> him saying, no, I really don't want to fuck you. And then the wall of air and all these other things. The, nope.
0: No, it didn't. Right? And she's like putting her coat back on like, no, 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 okay. Oh, I'm he out. Message received. Okay, so Rand, we think, is okay now. And she leaves and he uh, he sits and he muses about you know how he misses the simple life. Yeah. The good old days. When his mirror reflections didn't attack him well heads of state tried to get into his pants <laughs> yeah we've all been there
2: <laughs> so this this seems to imply that it was not Rand who was doing all these things
0: correct yeah but
2: it could have been Rand who's doing all these things he was dreaming yeah and found out when he when he's dreaming magic
0: happens that's it for this episode next time we're going to cover chapters three through seven of the shadow rising I am Jeff Lake that's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter
1: I'm Alice Sullivan that's at Alice M Sullivan
0: and I'm Michael like Sparkman. I don't have one of those. <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at dragonreread.com. Please share us with anybody you'll think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please uh, give us your hard-earned dollars on Patreon. And please like us in real life. We're very likable. Until next time. The, the Light, light Illumine You.